Hi everyone, Dr. B here again. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Ask the Dentist. I'm sitting here in my barn reviewing all these questions, having fun. The question that is being asked today, and you'll hear it in a second, is pretty universal. It is one of the most common questions I get asked. It's asked, well, you'll be able to tell, I think, from the question that it's asked by young people. It's also asked by parents about their kids. The elderly ask about it. It seems that no one is immune from this. I even actually have some, and I'm going to give it away now, gum recession. So it's a little bit of a complicated topic. I'm going to talk about how it happens and what to do about it, of course. But here's the question. Let's get right to it. I have a few teeth that have receding gum lines. I was wondering if there was anything I could do to help reverse this and naturally also. So there it is. And that may be a question that you have asked yourself or asked your dentist about. It's quite common. Is this a normal thing? I mean, is this what our ancestors had to worry about? I think not. It is a modern disease, and I'll explain why. So what is gum recession, if you're wondering? Real quick, gum recession is the height of the gums around the teeth, and they recede. They migrate downwards towards the jawbone, and your teeth look longer. They also may be more sensitive because the root portion of the tooth is exposed. You also may see little yellow zones underneath the tooth itself, and that's because you've exposed the root, and that's why it's sensitive. That root surface is sensitive to cold, to sugary foods, even breathing in cold air, balsamic vinaigrettes, a variety of things. So is that a big deal other than cosmetics? And the answer is yes. Obviously, most people are concerned about it because it looks unsightly. That's if your lip line does expose those areas. And so when you smile, nobody wants to be what we used to call, and I'm not sure people understand or have heard this saying, but they don't want to look long in the tooth. That's a term that my parents used to refer to. When someone was long in the tooth, they were very wise and old. And again, this is not some a disease of aging. This can be prevented. I have a lot of elderly patients that have no gum recession. But here's what causes it. Let me just run through the list real quickly, and, and I'll try and expand on each of the line items here. So aggressive orthodontics, food trauma, lip tie or tongue tie, iatrogenic dentistry, aggressive dentistry, I'll explain that, brushing, overbrushing, brushing too much, too hard, using the wrong toothbrush, bruxing or grinding, can be grinding at night or during the day, clenching even, crowding of the teeth. You haven't had any ortho, you just have a lot of crowding of the teeth. Gum disease, certainly, uh, you're going to see a lot of gum recession with gum disease. The last thing would be congenital. There are people that are prone to gum recession. Interestingly enough, it's typically of Northern European descent. Let me expand on each of those. So orthodontics, you know, all those little wires and brackets, bands, springs, levers. I mean, all this metal, when it's glued to the tooth, that can cause a lot of trauma. It can literally harm the gum, inflame the gum. The gum may not actually touch the bracket, but if there's a lot of plaque buildup, because of all this hardware on your teeth, the gums will swell a little bit. That's the immune response to a lot of plaque, a lot of food sticking to the brackets. And then when the immune response is gone, the inflammation goes away. The very edge of the gum, the very thin edge, 
the free margin, we call it, recedes. It necrosis. It literally dies off. And then each time you get those inflammatory responses, then you get a little bit more recession. Food trauma. A lot of people are wondering about that. How can food cause gum recession? I had a periodontal instructor in dental school who wrote the book on gum recession, literally the textbook. And we used to give him a bad time in dental school about what he said. And this was in San Francisco. And of course, San Francisco is known for sourdough bread. Well, he said that sourdough bread crust and oat bran were the two major causes of gum recession when it came to food trauma. Of course, we laughed at that. Turns out he was right. And you can add other things to the list like popcorn, a very thick tortilla chip. There are a lot of foods, uh, pork rinds, for example. These are foods that when you bite down into, you can't incise through them right away. And the piece that bends over literally scrapes the gum. It's hard to describe, but I've seen it happen, especially with popcorn. Iatrogenic. Essentially, in Latin, that means self-caused. So when a dentist puts a band around a tooth to do a filling, to to contain the filling material before it's cured or placed, that band can cut the gum and it can cause trauma. And when the gum heals, it doesn't heal quite at the same height. So you'll know that. It'll be very painful after you've had the filling done. That's a throbbing gum pain. And the gum will heal, but it won't heal at the same height necessarily. Lip tie, tongue tie. That's an interesting one. So if you have a lip tie, in other words, your lip has a little piece of tissue that is tugging on it, that the back end of that tissue is attached to the gums. And every time you move your lip, you're pulling down on that area and that can cause gum recession. That's on the front side. On the back side, that same piece of tissue that ties down the tongue can pull down on the tissue. This is on the lower anterior teeth and on the back side. That can also pull down the tissue and cause a lot of gum recession. Um, brushing. Yep, you better believe it. Overbrushing, brushing too hard, sawing motion, using a cheap toothbrush, using a toothbrush that's too old, that's very abrasive. The nylon bristles have lost their end rounding or polish. All of that can cause gum recession. And pretty quickly, you'd be surprised, a matter of six weeks. So I'll talk more about that. Bruxing, grinding, sleep bruxism, clenching your teeth. These are strong vertical forces on the teeth. And it's not fully understood, but somehow the bone and the little ligaments that attach between the bone and the tooth, they sense this extra normal, paranormal pressure. And we're talking about three, 400 pounds per square inch of force and the gums recede. It's probably a factor of the bone. When you lose bone, you lose tissue because the tissue, the gum tissue sits on top of the bone. Crowding of teeth. Definitely. This is where I got a little bit of my recession. As a kid, I had a lot of crowding. I didn't get orthodontic hair until I was an adult, until I was 35. In the areas that I had crowding, lower interiors typically, when one tooth is staggered and the other one is pushed back a little bit, that creates a little pocket or like a little three-walled boxy area where food can get caught, plaque, and that's the area that always used to get inflamed first. And with chronic inflammation, the gum will recede. Again, that cycle of blood gets sent to that area where where it's needed and the very delicate blood supply to the free margin, to the very thin part of the gums up against the edge of the tooth is slowly destroyed with that inflammation. When it does that and heals, the very free margin top end of the gum necrosis, it dies. So you get a little bit of downward migration of the gums over time. Gum disease. I mean, this is the main 
cause of sudden or even aggressive gum recession. I mean, again, gum disease is a disease of the tissues around the tooth. That's what periodontal means in Latin. And once you start losing bone, then you, the tissue goes with it and it's, it can be very aggressive. You can even have a, a juvenile version of it, juvenile periodontitis, which is, can happen in your teen years and it's aggressive. Before you know it, you can have gum recession and bone loss. In adults, it's typically, it takes longer, but it, it's the major cause of gum recession. And then there's the congenital reason for having gum recession. And believe it or not, or interestingly enough, it's a people of Northern European descent. They are the ones most likely to have gum recession or be predisposed to it. There's a predilection to gum recession. And that has to do, it's complicated, but it has to do with how much attached gingiva you have. There's a tissue that's riveted to the bone with fibers, collagen fibers, and then there's the tissue that's flapping up against the tooth. And if you don't have enough of that attached gingiva, then you start quickly losing some gum tissue if you're brushing too hard or if you have crowded teeth. So you're just predisposed to a more rapid gum recession if you are exposed to that list that I've been talking about, lip tie, tongue tie, brushing, overbrushing, bruxing, grinding, that kind of thing. All right, so let me go through that list and tell you what you can do to prevent any of these categories from causing you to suffer from gum recession. And I realize I haven't answered your question yet. That's coming. Is gum recession reversible? Let's talk about ortho. So you have to be careful. You have to have an orthodontist that is very careful. And again, orthodontist, it's always a double-edged sword. You know, if you want treatment, you know, there's always a pro and a con to treatment. And one of the sequelae or side effects of getting conventional orthodontics, you know, the wires, the brackets, even if they're plastic brackets, composite brackets, it doesn't matter. You know, you're putting a lot of stuff on there that can cause inflammation and the orthodontist will do his best and his chair side will do their best to explain to you how to keep this area clean. But Frankly speaking, it is very, very difficult and it is a problem. So consider Invisalign or an Invisalign style of treatment because Invisalign, you can pop these things off, brush and floss, and, and there's no food accumulation. And not everyone can get Invisalign. Also consider earlier treatment. Consider treatment before all the adult teeth are in place. You know, it's better to treat crowding issues at age five or six or seven. I know a lot of people think it should be age 10, 12, 13. In my generation, that's when we got braces, when all the adult teeth were in. Well, don't wait till then because then your gum heights are all pretty much mature at that point in time. And you've got your adult teeth in place and that's when you're going to have the issues with gum recession. So again, have this discussion with your orthodontist and, and ask them, I don't want gum recession if at all possible, what can I do to minimize that? Also, before you get orthodontic treatment, get your gums measured. Make sure you have a baseline reading of, and it's essentially six readings per tooth. That's the depth of the pocket and how much attached gingiva there is around it. And if there's any recession that can show up on this, what we call periodontal charting. So make sure you have periodontal charting. That way afterwards, you know where the hotspots are, you know where you're getting recession, and you can do something about it. Again, early detection is the key. Food trauma. Well, I'd like to say don't eat those foods, the ones I mentioned earlier. That's no fun, but be careful. Chew slowly. A lot of us eat and we're, you know, we're reading or we're watching TV or we're speaking to someone. So be very conscious about your chewing. Go slow, cut things into small pieces. You know, if it's sourdough bread crust, break it apart with your fingers 
eat small bite-sized pieces and just be careful. And if you do kind of wound yourself, go see the dentist the next day. And popcorn is a big deal there. I've had so many patients come in a few days or a few weeks later after eating popcorn in the theater and their gums are swollen. They have a lot of throbbing pain and it's the hull. It's literally the hull of the popcorn that gets caught in between the gum and tooth and it's causing a foreign body reaction, i.e. a lot of bleeding, a lot of inflammation. And the longer that sits there, the more likely you are to get recession in that area. So definitely be proactive. Um, Lip tie and tongue tie. Talk to your dentist. Make sure, well, this would be, you know, as a parent, you want to rule this out for your kid. This is something you want to catch early and take care of before age five. These are simple surgeries that fix all of this. Tongue tie is quite common. It's 45, 50% of the population is born with a tongue tie, and that can cause recession, a recession that's very difficult to fix on the lower anteriors and back, lower anterior teeth. Iatrogenic, make sure you're seeing a dentist that is very careful. And when they place that band for a filling or when they're doing a crown prep and they're putting in that string or using a laser or a electrosurge. These are devices that help us pull the gum away from the tooth so that we can get an accurate impression. And maybe that's too much information. But when you're having dental work done, prosthodontics, restorative work, fillings, just make sure, A, you've got a good pocket reading and measurement of that site. And make sure, just ask your dentist. You can bug them. That's okay. The good dentist will respond and say, yep, I'm on it. Tell them you don't want any gum damage and, and tell them to take their time. So that's the iatrogenic reasons for a gum recession. Brushing. This is your responsibility. And it's your responsibility to find out what is the proper way, what is the safe way to brush and not cause recession. So that's all I'm going to say. Ask your hygienist. Ask your dentist. And make sure you're doing it correctly. We have lots of information on our website about that. I've got some YouTube videos on that as well. So this is probably the second most common way of getting gum recession. Again, our ancestors didn't brush their teeth with a nylon toothbrush. And make sure you replace your brush often. They become very aggressive and abrasive and damaging. And they do cause gum recession. Bruxing, grinding. Find out what the root cause is of your grinding. Fix it. Do not go through life grinding your teeth. You will suffer from gum recession and sensitive teeth. It's something that you, if you are suffering from, that would be a sore face, clicking and popping of the joint. Your teeth are beginning to look all the same height, very worn. And again, you may not notice this, but a good dentist can notice this at a conversational distance. You don't even have to be in their dental chair. And get that addressed. It can be sleep. It can be stress. It can be many, many things. And a lot of children will grind. Typically, these are airway issues, tongue tie. You may have to see a myofunctional therapist. You may have to get the tongue tie released. So definitely address the root cause of grinding. You'll be doing yourself a favor, not just for gum recession, but in many, many other areas of oral health. Crowding of the teeth. Yes. Good reason to get orthodontic treatment, straightening of the teeth. It's important because teeth that don't stack up nicely and don't have the right spacing and and are overlapped, they will cause gum recession, even if you have good hygiene. So definitely get that addressed. But then that leads to the other problem, which was on the top of my list. That means the need for ortho. I realize that. And again, that's the double-edged sword. But if you get a good orthodontist or a good general dentist that can do a little Invisalign, you'll be fine. But definitely address crowded teeth, areas that you can't keep clean, or gaps. Even tooth gaps will cause gum recession. So definitely get that fixed. Gum disease. This is something you really need to work on. Don't get gum disease. If you do have it, get on it right away. It's a disease that is very prevalent. 50% of us 
have some form of gum disease. That would be gingivitis. And actually, I take that back. It's probably 80%. 50% of us have more severe forms of gum disease. That's where we're bone loss, deep pockets, tooth loss, mobility of teeth, bleeding gums, bad breath. And gum disease, of course, affects the rest of our body. It can lead to heart disease, diabetes, even Alzheimer's. So this is something that is best prevented. And the only way you're going to do that is by educating yourself and seeing a dentist on a regular basis. And that's from an early age. And again, remember, I mentioned juvenile periodontitis. You can get gum disease as a teen and it's aggressive and that will lead to gum recession. And then the congenital thing. I mean, know who you are. If it's you, this is something that is easily recognized by your dentist. And if there are thin areas of attached gingiva, then there are things you can do. They can be pointed out to you. If it's a lip tie, that can be released. If it's overbrushing, that can be pointed out to you. In other words, be careful in this area. And of course, eat the right foods. Be careful. Chew, chew gently. Chew your foods cautiously. That's what you can do to rent it. And again, the question was, what can I do to reverse it? That's a great question. Nobody wants gum disease. I don't care what age. It can be an indication that something serious is going on, and it's also very uncomfortable. It's also unsightly. So the gums do not grow back. So that's the bad news. Recession can occur. It's the body trying to take care of itself and jettisoning tissue that has been damaged, but it cannot grow back. The gums are not like your bones. You break your bones and they grow back and often stronger than before. That's not how the gums work. There's no natural way other than prevention, which I've talked about, of reversing the height of your gum height. I'm sorry to say. There's no balm. There's no pill. There's no toothbrush or floss or toothpaste or vitamin or supplement that will reverse gum recession. So that leads me to the fix. The fix is surgery. And don't let that deter you from considering it. So First of all, let me just say, get your periodontal chartings, get that map of where the recession is occurring, if it is occurring. And if it is progressing, then address those areas. In other words, you may have to have surgery. But if you have gum recession and it's not unsightly to you, your teeth are not too sensitive, or you're able to ameliorate the sensitivity with the right toothpaste like I do, then you don't need to consider surgery. A lot of this stuff happens during a period of time of stress or bad habits and then you're aware of the gum recession later. But if it's been arrested or it's not progressing, then I would wait. Don't jump to surgery. If it's continuing or if you have this congenital issue of not enough attached gingiva, you will need to entertain the need for surgery. So you will have to see a periodontist. I would recommend a specialist and discuss all the options. And there are several options. There's a new surgery that you've heard about, perhaps, called the pinhole technique. And it's pretty new. We're seeing some success with that. It's very easy to do. It's easy for the uh, the patient, not much post-op pain. But it's really success is based on case selection. In other words, the dentist has to be very careful on which cases they start. Not all cases respond well to that surgery. There is a connective tissue surgery. That's where they take a flap of tissue underneath a flap of tissue on your palate, the part of the tissue that's underneath the outer surface of the skin. That takes better, and that's a graft, and that works well. But again, it is a very difficult surgery to do, so make sure you're seeing someone who does this on a routine basis. 
someone who specializes in it. So really, to answer your question, and I'm sorry you had to wait so long for the answer, but hopefully all that information I gave you is helpful in preventing further recession. But the answer is yes, you have to have surgery. That's the only way you can really fix this problem. So that is my answer. So that's it on gum recession. Can it be reversed? And the answer is no, unless you have surgery. But I hope all that information I gave you about preventing recession is helpful. That's the name of the game. That's the only real good natural way we have, and that is prevention and addressing the root causes. So if you want to have a discussion with your dentist, someone that does address root causes in oral health, then you're really going to have to pick a functionally minded dentist. And we have a directory on our website. The list is growing every day a little bit. It's an international list of dentists that think this way and will help you prevent gum recession and do these periodontal probings, this measurement chart of your gums that I want you to always have with you. Take a copy home with you. That's an important document to have with you. That directory is on our website. It's on the upper right-hand corner. It's askthedentist.com slash directory. That's the direct link. So go to that if you are curious about gum recession, if you haven't really been able to discuss it with your dentist, or if he hasn't brought it up, or if you think you may have gum recession. Again, early detection is the key. If you have a question, if you have more questions about gum recession, please fire away. Something I said here may have prompted you to think about asking another question. Go to speakpipe.com slash askthedentist. I will try and round up and round off this very complicated topic about gum recession. I really appreciate you joining me and listening to me. I hope I wasn't too long-winded today, but it is a very complicated topic. So again, thanks. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search our Find a Dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.